0: Can you lower my mic and turn Charlie's up? Because, like, every single video, I get, like, there's, like, a comment about it. Yeah.
1: You <laughs> sure it's not the way Charlie talks? I, I,
2: I, I, think, think, it I think it is. <laughs> I because think it is, but I at like, time, it's like, I the on my, <laughs> bro. It's every I have a single problem, video. <laughs> but I feel like I'm talking loud, though. <laughs> no, that's Because on my last, I'm not talking loud.
1: Nah, uh, what? Still lower <laughs> it's down. Line, low. It's yeah, low? That's pretty loud. Oh.
2: No. You just got to be Bro, I fucking deep throat this shit every fucking podcast. Oh my god. That's not
1: how we're starting this. That guy that guy's one Celsius deep. Two <laughs> sips. <laughs>
0: Alright, welcome back to episode 6, right? Episode 6? Mm-hmm. Sheesh, man. Episode 6 of the Power Radio, the waviest podcast in the world, and today we're accompanied by... Victor Madu. The one um, and only. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for having me on here,
1: man. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it going.
0: Yeah, let's start it off right. We, we, we want to ask one question that's like the most important question. What's your thoughts and opinions on Jordan 1 mids? <laughs> ah, shit.
2: Shit, I just looked around
0: the room to make sure
1: <laughs> make sure nobody was gonna oh be offended. God. That's <laughs> um, the worst. Jordan 1 mids, I feel like it's either high tops or low tops. I feel like mids, you're just you're risking it. You know what I mean? 100%. You walk at the house, you're risking it. And I don't care what collab, I don't care how expensive. Mids, you'll never see me wearing mids. And bro. it's just like the name, like nah, I don't
0: know, bro. Like it's not it's not my preference for sure. Facts, man. We were talking about it this week. I forgot how we even brought it up, but we're like, now we're going to save this question for the pod because, like, Jordan one mids are foul. Nah, know, that's bro. technical foul. <laughs> Those things suck. Nah, I don't Flag, know, bro. Flagrant
2: foul, man. That's, that's a flagrant <laughs> that's, too, an <laughs> that's an ejection. <laughs> that's an ejection. You got to f- get out of here. When that's that's a full week suspension.
0: You no, know, for sure. Pulling up with mids is insane. Mm, I don't think there's
2: right. not there's not a single pair
0: of mids that I, I can just truthfully say, like.
2: Someone was saying that, like. There's like there's like one pair of mids that like, that's like, I guess, acceptable.
0: Oh, but no, no, no. It was me. The blue, the collab. The, it's really not respectable to wear, but it's a respectable pair.
1: Which ones? The ones that are like really colorful? Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's like corduroy? Yeah. Only because he's like a dope artist. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. I would agree with you on that, but you know, putting them on my feet. Yeah, you know, not putting see, them on my feet, legal. but like
0: to own as like a part of like, yo. that's that cool it? collection. Yeah. yeah. I
1: feel you 100%. More the the more
0: artist practice. that Leah like knows? Yeah. Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a respectful like, collab. So it's like, it's dope because he's like a... He's a, he's like a young artist and he's dope, so it's like whatever. but
2: the, Yeah, they can be beautiful to look at. Yeah. I just can't wear them.
0: But imagine that shoe on a Jordan One high. Come on, do I be clean? That's a thousand dollar shoe immediately. that will be clean. But yeah, Jordan One mids, man. No yeah. go from Victor Madu Yeah, no go. That's an X. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> nah, did y'all watch? Did you watch the uh, Kanye and Drake thing last night or no? I'm not gonna lie.
1: I was stressing about the purchase. I did not watch nothing. I was in my bed looking at the ceiling. I, I was tuned out from the world, man. I don't know. I was trying to kill time and destroy myself. But yeah, I didn't tune in. I heard it was crazy
2: though. I was about to ask you about that. Uh that wasn't be my question because I wanted the world to know. This guy <laughs> this guy just walked into a dealership. I mean, you care if they, they know? It's fine, I don't care. You sure? It's cool. Right. <laughs> this guy walked into a dealership yesterday and uh and spent he bought two drag- two G-wagons for the – no, he bought one G-wagon <laughs> for, for the, the price, price of two. <laughs>
1: two. <laughs> I'm not really too proud of it, but, um, you Jesus. know, it is what it is. Supply and demand right now. I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all know about the the chip shortage and then, you know, supply chain shortage. So, you know, it's not a lot I can do. You know, you want what you want. You got to get it.
2: Well, so for the viewers that don't – because I, I know about it, but I, I'm not good at explaining things. I know you're pretty heavily embedded in the car industry. Right what would you explain is going on with cars right now? Why, why are used cars going so high right now? Why are new cars so hard to find? Why are the cars that are so desirable and people saved up for, they can't afford them anymore because now they're double the price? Why is all that happening? Oh, shit.
1: So personally, my expertise or my experience with it is um, there's these semiconductors that go in each car. You know what I mean? And I feel like the people overseas, I think it's like in Taiwan and you know, China, all these major um, production countries, a lot of people don't want to work, number one. And then number two, like the materials that they use are short because they were out of commission for so long to Mm -hmm. the point where they're like, okay, nobody's going to be ordering anything. We're going to be at home for a year. You know what I mean? Then they come back and everybody was ordering shit. So it's like, if you guys were to put up a sale and then everybody went on vacation for a year, y'all come back, y'all are backed up Mm -hmm. to the point where like, y'all can't release anything. Y'all are just catching up with people from January, February, March. And you got everybody that's like, nah, we still want more. And it's just hectic. You know what I mean? It gets to the point where if you have a car, your car probably went up 30 or 40 percent in price no matter mileage usage i'm talking about 2010 kia whatever you take it to a dealership you're getting your money back that you paid for mm-hmm.
2: so it's pretty crazy right now yeah i noticed that i just traded in my girls uh <coughs> honda civic and um i'm pretty sure they gave us like 20 percent over over she paid for it jesus just like two years ago though which is insane
1: yeah so it's definitely the time if you guys want to Trading your extra cars. I mean, I'm not sure if y'all have 10, 11 cars like Shali does. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> you do, do want you? to get rid of one of your cars. <laughs> just oh, one. Man. Not two. Just one. Uh, this is probably the best time. So, CarMax, Carvana, you know.
2: But what, when you do that, what, like, my thing is when you do that, it's just like the house market right now. Right. You sell your house, make a lot of money. What do you do? Where do you move into? What do you drive next? Because you can't, aff- I mean, nine times of ten, you can't afford the next thing.
3: I
1: mean, it's more so for people that um, have multiple cars. So it's like if you have three cars and you're just like, okay, let me, you know, turn in the car that I don't drive as much mm-hmm. to the point where you can still rely on the last two cars. And then you put that money into like another investment. Maybe like, you know, you get into Airbnb or you go invest in the stock market, something like that. But if you just have one car and you want to trade it in to make money, you're going to look stupid going back to the dealership yeah. trying to get another Try car, your dream one. car, because your dream car is now appreciated <laughs> 50%. So you'd be chasing that price down forever. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yeah. for multiple car people.
2: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. With you being in the, now that we're on the subject of cars, with you being in the industry, I know there's a lot of a lot of viewers and I don't know how much you want, how much game you want to give for free because I know you, you have your guides and I, and I give out game too. all day. All right. All right, well, let's go. Let's, hype into, let's hop into it. <laughs> let's do it. If uh, <clears throat> a viewer out there, a listener out there, cause you know, we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Right. Yes, sir. yes, sir. All platforms. <laughs> <laughs> all platforms. Uh, if a viewer out there is, Interested in, in getting because you, you recently helped our employee Matt mm-hmm. get on top of that into that game and now he's he's making good money and right. he's buying more cars I think he has like four or five cars yeah, now yeah like I I witnessed you put him on game and now he's actually like very successful in that market yeah um if a viewer out there is trying to get into that Turo rental personal because you have your own rental car business as well yeah
1: but. I do exotics yeah. and then I do like you know regular economy mm-hmm. cars and stuff like that
2: so explain how Someone who is just getting started, has no idea, but likes the idea of it, wants to make passive income, how do they get into that?
1: Um, so it all depends on your situation. Um, so somebody like Matt, you know, he has stable income, he has mm-hmm. really good credit, and he's also open-minded. Um, I feel like it was easy to convince him because, first of all, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the yeah. world to rent your car out. You know, we've been doing Hertz, Enterprise, and all that type of things. It's just conceptualizing it into you being the, the business. You know what I mean? You being the person who's actually making money off the consumer or just like the fact that it's so convenient that somebody can fly in and do a peer-to-peer rent from like a whole random strange person. It's not like you're signing any contracts. You know, obviously you have your, your um, you know, uh, your stuff that goes with the actual platform. Maybe it's Turo, I heard it's like share car, hire car. There's a whole bunch of things that you can actually go on. And um, I would just say if your credit's in the right place or you have a job where you work in remote and you don't really need to use your car then try with that but if you're in a situation where you're using your car to make money and that money you want to make make more money then go to a dealership you know run your credit figure out um, what position you could be in to maybe get another car and then once you put that car on I'm i'm sure it'll get booked in the first 24 to 48 hours depending on where you live Mm -hmm. i do recommend it to people that live in bigger cities though because if you live in fucking but fuck. Ida- idaho <laughs> you know what i mean nobody's <laughs> running nobody flies in idaho yeah so, i mean i'm talking about houston dallas um, la new york miami it's huge you know what i mean the yeah. industry is so huge because everybody always says hey vic i live in houston um there's like 40 teslas how do i compete i'm like have you ever been on a plane before there's 300 seats on the plane
0: that's true how many planes come yeah. in on a
1: daily basis there's way more people that need cars than there are cars so, you could be Tesla number 41 and still make the same amount of money. You know yeah, what I mean? It's not something you want to overthink. We're, it's a shortage. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You have what people need. So
2: That's one of them reals. That's, that's, that's going to that, go viral. That's definitely a real. <laughs> you hey, should have a viral ticker at <laughs> <laughs> the bottom <viral laughs> of the screen. Viral. How many viral moments could be? <laughs> viral. That was viral as fuck. Nah, you
1: know, it's, just, it's just something that people kind of have to like, shake. Um, entrepreneurs, I feel like they're good because they know how to solve problems. And that's a problem you see. I mean, you go to any city, country, state, whatever right now, ain't got no cars to rent, you know what I mean? And if they do, it's three times the price, and people are not willing to pay that. Mm
3: -hmm. But the
1: guy who works from home and wants to make an extra couple hundred dollars to pay his car note, he will gladly take your money. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? So, Do you think that everyone's built to be an entrepreneur, though? (laughs) I just had this conversation (laughs) with my girlfriend. Um, She was talking about whether people are
1: born with it or it's like, you know, something that you acquire, maybe like, you know, traumatic event early on in your life or you're literally just blessed. Uh, Personally, what I gathered from that conversation is it's a little bit of both. And um, I feel like, yeah, you do have to have that entrepreneurial gene and you also have to have that event and also know how to apply those things that come with that gene, you know what I mean? Like solving problems is another one. Um, I also feel like learning how to use your resources, uh, being open-minded, not being scared of taking risks because you can have all the money in the world you're not taking risks yeah and money's not gonna do too much change you know what i mean so i feel like you know all those characteristics are very important when actually becoming entrepreneurs so
0: yeah because i'm like i'm thinking from the viewer's perspective of like because you started off pretty young and this like entrepreneur type thing like you dropped out of college at what age like
1: i dropped out of college at 22 years old but i mean i've been an entrepreneur since i
0: was 12. yeah so like you've you you feel like you were born with it right obviously
1: um this is where the argument between me and my girlfriend got kind of crazy um she was saying i was probably born with it i didn't i never understood or believed that yeah i just feel like from a young age i kind of noticed like who had money made the decisions Mm -hmm. and i wanted to make decisions i didn't want to be told no i didn't want to be limited in what i eat what i drink what i wear and um i felt like obviously money was buying freedom for the right people um i'm not sure if you guys read rich dad poor dad yeah i did um my dad is you know the poor dad, yeah. he's average, you know, he works a good job. I'm not going to sit up here and say, he yeah. like, can't afford it. We had everything we needed, but nothing we wanted. Same. You know what I mean? So That no, probably a little bit. Yeah. And, wanted, then, but... and then <laughs> yeah, his brother. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, but his brother, my uncle, um, owns an oil company, international. You know what I mean? Multi-millionaire. I'm seeing him next to my dad and the things that we do around my uncle versus things that we do with my dad. And I'm just like, there's yeah. something that he did differently that gives him this leverage in life. And I want that leverage. But everybody else was just like, hey, it's lit. We with uncle today, you know what I mean? I was just like, nah, it's not lit. Cause why is dad not doing what uncle's doing? You know yeah. what I mean? So I kind of saw that and um, I started researching, you know what I mean? Like different things I could sell. How can I make money at a young age? Well, I'm 12 years old selling art to my classmates off poster board, you know mm. what I mean? Like saving my lunch money to walk to the gas and yeah. get posters. And I was doing like little graffiti and selling for $5 and just, you know, doing that shit every day. Eventually got into dying Nike socks, you know, selling shoes, yeah. being, you know, doing the restoration business, all of that. And then I eventually got into clothes when I got to college. So it's
0: been so a long time. Did your, damn, yeah. Did your uncle ever like help you? Like, cause for me personally, like my dad has always been like a hustler in right. that sense. So, like, cause for me, like I, I was reselling shit in high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember the earliest, the earliest age now that I look back is like at summer camp. We had wrestlers, and I had, like, a wrestler. I had, like, Rey Mysterio, but it was, like, an exclusive, like, wrestler right. toy. Right. And this kid wanted to buy it from me. And I was, like, nah, instead, just give me $5, and I'll let you play with it today. And so you like, rented it out. I rented out a toy, <laughs> and I went to the, the vending machine and bought a fucking, you know, the big, remember the big Texas cinnamon yeah. rolls? Yeah. And so I would, like, actively start, like, renting out this toy to kids, like, in summer camp. And, like, wow. but my dad has always, like, led me down the way of, like, entrepreneurship so like he's he's always had his like main job and then now he's like he started like multiple businesses like rentals okay shit like that so he's a hustler so he taught me so i've always known that but like did you have anyone to ever teach you or was it just like yo at a young age you saw it and then you just applied it yourself and just like kind of did it yourself yeah
1: i saw it and um i applied it myself yeah Um, i feel like I'm um, sure Charlie can relate. I mean, my parents, Nigerian, yeah. they didn't They didn't want to hear none of that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you selling clothes? Like, yeah. you better go do your engineering homework. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, they didn't yeah. care about First that. your books. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't care about me selling shirts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like if I was to tell them, then it would kind of like um, divert my I path, know, what you mean. You know yeah. to success. And they didn't know my, my brand until like three years in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was at school, for, I mean, when I was at home for the summer from school, like, I was using black trash bags to transport in and out of the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, hey, go yeah. distract mom and dad. Yeah, up. And yeah, yeah, In and out. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't know about it for the first three years. Mm-hmm. And um, that, was, that was my plan. Uh, if I feel like I told them, you know, early on when there was really nothing to show for, it, no numbers, no, no people wearing it mm-hmm. all over the world, and then I'd you been like, you know, don't yeah, even it's not do that. Serious, right? engineering. Yeah. And I probably would have listened. Yeah.
0: But um, I wanted to wait until I had something to show for it. So, what was the conversation like when you told your parents, like, yo, I'm done with school? Because what did you go to school for originally? Uh, I actually originally went from
1: mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go for business, but my yeah. dad, he pulled up a Google article. It was just like, hey, yeah, mechanical engineers make 80 grand. And business, yeah. man, you, know, you don't know how much. My, yeah,
0: my dad, my, my dad I really wanted to do marketing. Uh-huh. I got a full ride to UH. I really wanted to do marketing, okay. like, so badly. Because I was like, okay, if I'm going to get a degree, I want to do it in something I want. But he, like, yeah. the I don't want to say he forced me to do accounting, but, like really pushed heavily i was forced yeah <laughs> no, i was forced
1: but um it's cool because you know i was able to challenge myself in the mm. um engineering industry i'm actually really good at math and my yeah. dad is like you know you've been putting puzzles together since you was three years old so yeah. like, this is your calling and i believed him you know what i mean uh and i feel like doing that for two three years kind of like molded me and prepared me for you know being able to balance multiple things i was mm-hmm. building my brand at the exact same time um i was doing that since i got to school you yeah know what i mean so um I feel like it was definitely worth it. Um, I ended up switching my major to business because I just couldn't do engineering anymore. Yeah. But um, actually, when I dropped out, I still didn't tell my parents. Yeah. They had no clue. Um, I think I told my mom early on because she was more understanding. She mm-hmm. was more like, all right, look, I know you got this clothing brand yeah. that's going on. I'm sure you're stressed out with tests and stuff like that, but... You no, know, God's going to guide you. You'll be fine. Like, you know, she was more, like, understanding, willing to hear me. I feel like if I told my dad you just yeah, like, just yeah straight it's, up. Not, it's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be too strict for me to actually get, like, a, a good opinion or, like, you know, yeah. somebody yeah. actually, like, bounce ideas off of. So I actually didn't end up telling my dad probably until, like, six months after. Mm. Um, the look on his face was, you know, surprised me because it wasn't – he wasn't as mad as I expected him to be. Yeah. Because obviously I showed him everything that I was doing. Um, But he was he was more so, like – the degree is just security, and I'm just like, yeah. yo, like yeah. without the degree, I'm gonna be secure because I <laughs> don't have it. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't yeah. have a plan B, so I have no you choice have to but secure. to get up yeah. and, and you know be uncomfortable every morning. Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like it's reverse psychology, but yeah, yeah. Nah, that's dope, man.
2: Nigerians love Nigerian parents. I guess are I feel like we're the new age of Nigerians mm-hmm. that we can actually like set a new example to where we're a lot more open to our kids doing things like what you and I do, right? right. Um, the Nigerian parents of our parents decade or our parents' era, their main thing was <laughs> trying to get us to get a degree for, like you said, security. Yeah, yeah. Security, security, security. No matter what you did, no matter, no matter how much money you made in your side ventures, side business. Yeah. I, I went through the same thing, except I had to finish college because I was terrified. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't going to take that chance. You were going like, to take that chance. You change. got balls, man. Like, there's no <laughs> fucking way I could have dropped out of school, man. My uh, dad would have disowned me. Now you're a soldier, <laughs> now. So... Um, yeah, Nigerian parents of of that era have they've always been about security. Get that degree for security. And to be honest, like when it comes to like me and the time where I have kids, I, I, are you gonna push for your kids to, to finish school?
1: Um, to be honest, I feel like I want my kids to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know maybe hustling in eighth grade. Like, yeah, go to school, but, you know, when we get home, you need to be doing something on the side. I don't want to see you playing a video game unless you plan on doing Twitch streaming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you outside playing football unless you want to go to the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have fun, but by, by all means, do something that you're going to be passionate about because I trust my kids. If you're passionate about something, you're going to be good at it. If you're good at something, you're probably going to figure out how to get paid off of it, you know what I mean? That's There's true. your security right there, and it also comes with enjoying what you do. I'm not going to force my kids to do anything. That's a whole other human. Yeah.
0: That's true.
2: That's true. Damn, that's true.
0: Yeah, I think my parents, like for me, they were probably the strictest and they weren't even that strict, but like right. for my, like my third brother, they're just like more, they just like get lenient and more lenient, lenient every time. And right. It's the same way though. I don't think I've ever, there was never anything that I wanted to do that my parents were like, nah, no, right. like yeah. just straight up. No, like maybe there'd be some back and forth, but like they never were just like, nah. So I think they set a good precedent. Like I, I agree a hundred percent. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to just let my kid do dumb shit, but yeah. like, I'm not going to be like yo, don't do this. If it's, like, fucking stupid, yeah, don't do it. But, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, I I feel like letting letting kids, like, find, it's, like, I I feel like all the best lessons I've learned were, like, when I learned them myself. Right. Like, even my, even with my dad, one thing that I kind of, I wish that he didn't let me do, but he did let me do is I got a credit card when I was 18 Mm -hmm. from Discover, and it was $750 limit, and I ran the shit up. (laughs) And I just was, like, uh, I don't have to pay it, like, they're not taking it from my account. Like, I don't have to pay it. So I never paid it. Like, I literally, like, ha- like I had a default on my credit line right. for seven fifty and just never, like, until I realized, until I witnessed, like, oh, shit, like, what credit actually is. Yeah. And now it's recovered and it's, it's good now. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was the one thing that, like, he actually let me learn. Like, mm-hmm. I think once my dad realized that, like, if you tell me no, I'm not going to, like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. And he kind of just was like, all right, he figured that out. And he let me learn that shit by myself. And that was like, all right, now I know. Like, yeah, yeah, literally (laughs) now I know. Like, okay, I shouldn't have been an idiot. But I feel like learning a lesson by yourself is like the best thing a parent can do. Kind of. I mean, that was kind of fucked, you know? Like, my credit was was fucked for a a little while. But, I mean, luckily I was young, so it wasn't too dangerous. But, yeah, I think learning shit on your own, Mm -hmm. especially letting your kid learn some shit on their own, is like a good route for
1: parents. Yeah, it hits different when you touch the hot stove. You know yeah, know I mean? exactly. Your hand's burning. Nobody told exactly, you. You, know yeah. I mean? you didn't get to experience Facts. the heat yourself. But Facts. once you feel it, you're like, oh, yeah, never again. Yeah, 100%. You know? It's 100%. required. You know what I mean? It's required. It happens.
2: Let's get tatted. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, hell no. <laughs> that's one thing I know. It's like not going to happen. You Boy, said that. You my said that. Yeah. yeah, my dad would fucking.
2: You said that your dad would be okay if you do something you want to do. So <laughs> that's probably t- the one
0: thing that I'm like, ah, oh, no. I respect their. I respect your no. On Have that your parents
2: one. seen your, tat- your tattoo?
0: Yeah. What did they say? Nothing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It's kind of ironic. Like
1: two Nigerian guys in the room <laughs> are, are tatted. Fucking tatted. <laughs> the one Mexican guy is not, right? <laughs> Mexicans get tatted early. So you survived that with your parents?
2: Uh, I. I'm, my, honestly, my dad hasn't seen it, but my mom. Oh, <laughs> but Sandra, low key, went first, right? My sister got tatted, so. Oh wow. My sister's a fucking doctor in Chicago, so yeah, she, <laughs> oh, damn, she yeah. has free reign. Yeah. whatever she wants. They don't care. If she's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Sandra. But she can do whatever me, she wants. She can do for no me, wrong. If yeah. I if I if I showed, it probably wouldn't go well. But you I mean, should. yeah, for sure, definitely not
1: why don't you just put him in a chokehold
2: or something <laughs> i know i could but, <laughs> but uh, I just, I just, he has that grown man trait, yeah, yeah. I, I can't i can't i can't well, that's funny I'm, though i'm just nigerian parents man yeah no they're, that's they're funny. different everyone's everyone wants to talk about other parents but yeah nigerian
0: parents are different man like, it's just kind of crazy
2: different different
0: they're they're so funny too anytime i've been around like your parents or your family and then like sam's wedding like they're just all funny as fuck though yeah. it's so yeah. it's so funny yeah humor is crazy yeah
2: what's the craziest thing you got whipped with
1: um hmm probably erased it from my memory Lie, but you know hangers belts nothing too crazy my parents weren't the most resourceful you know what i mean you know this belt's on me right now all right this is what we do. Yeah. you know what i mean they wouldn't go outside and get a vine get a oh i was in nigeria i got hit with a vine yeah like a thorny you have to go pick it off the tree yourself no nah, they they actually like had it ready oh okay yeah, i forgot you what I was, I was about to say i yeah. think i kicked my little brother off the swing or something damn I don't remember because he was on it too long. I'm like, yeah, "Yo, yeah, get off my, my turn, hand. bye." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you know he
0: hit his head, and Fuck. down comes the pond. Yeah, the worst ass whooping I ever got was Super Bowl Sunday, and I have t- I have two little brothers. <laughs> it was when it was in Houston, like the Panthers and the Patriots. was. Oh, that what was like 2005, like, like, five, six years ago. Yeah, 2004. Some shit like yeah, it was a weird number. 2004, yeah. I think. And so, like me and my brothers would wrestle. Like mm. we wanted to be wrestling. Oh, this is a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Okay, I'm thinking. About it's the when they had
2: that one. Super Bowl. Nah. No, no, Bowl. I'm t- yeah,
0: I'm talking about the one before that one. Oh, the one yeah. before last. Okay, the one, it was like the Patriots and the Panthers. Okay, sure. yeah, I remember. I remember. But my baby, my my youngest brother, he was like he was young, so he would jump from like the top rope, which was like an edge of the couch. Okay. And I don't know if it was me or my other brother, but when my brothers on the edge of the couch, we like push him off, mm. and he falls and he breaks his arm. Oh no! And like he was crying and shit. My parents went somewhere. Like my parents weren't home when we were wrestling because mm. they just they, we weren't obviously we weren't allowed to wrestle like that. Mm. It was a premeditated. <laughs> like, might have been. You had to you
2: had to prepare your. That's the worst. You have to prepare yes, your mind. For, like you're just like all right. So I'm gonna wear this like four, yeah, layers, of like four layers of underwear. <laughs> the
3: defense outfits.
2: Bro. All right, I'm ready,
1: bro. All right, mom. So gotta tell you something.
0: <laughs> Why are your arms are moving? You got four hoodies on. <laughs> All right, so yo, yeah, what happened? Bro, he beat my dad. So it was me and my older... I mean, me and my little brother. You trying to break older, your arm? Bro. Nah, 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 nah. to yes, get nah. even? Nah, nah. That would be insane. Nah, he beat he beat <laughs> us until, like, my... Like, I was bruised on my ass and shit. Like, I couldn't <laughs> sit down in school the next day. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah I was standing up in the bro, corner. Bro, my, my aunt... My aunt, like, his sister, like when we like when she found out she was like kind of concerned she was like yo like you don't need to do that <laughs> you serious i was like uh, it wasn't i mean i understood it though like yeah. it was like Many i broke times. my brother's arm you know yeah. like i don't know you were in school you deserve day. this one no, yeah, yeah yeah i was they like, like
2: oh, all right you said the pledge of allegiance and everyone else sat down and like anthony have a seat yeah. <laughs> i'm good i'm good miss parker no, no have a seat no i'm good <laughs>
1: it's
2: just not sharp enough <laughs>
1: I got rid enough for
2: standing. Bro, no cap, man. It was bad. No, that was, was probably funny. the worst one. What about you, Charlie? The worst one. I mean, honestly, all of it was bad, man. I, I just remember my parents would throw shit at me. Like Yeah, when they could have reached me Yeah, throw. they would just throw it. And yeah. then like I think the coast is clear and I come back downstairs. Like it was like a honestly it was like it was like Call of Duty in my house. Like I like run away. I respond and get clapped. I remember one time I did so I dropped my parents were warning me not to do something and I just kept doing it. I think I was, you know okay, you know it was in Nigeria. You know those, you know how in Nigeria, do they still do this? They give you sodas in the glass. Yeah, glass bottles. And you have to return it to the crate.
1: Yeah, at the end. Yeah,
2: so like you would drink in Nigeria like you would get a Fanta or a Coke from like a, a crate, oh, like yeah. an actual tall glass bottle, like mm-hmm. old school as fuck. And you pop it open, drink it and like put it put back the glass, in the yeah. crate. I guess for recycling purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was playing around with the glass bottles after like they were all like put back. I guess we were about to go drop them off, and uh, I dropped all of them and broke every single one. Congrats! And I broke every single one. And <laughs> my parents were telling me to like they kept telling me to stop playing with it, stop playing with it. Mm-hmm. I just kept doing it. And I broke everything. And I remember like my it was either my dad or my mom, and they just like went crazy. Like they just like started hitting me, and I like it was it was bad to the point where I had to run away. So like we had those stairs that like you would go up one and then you'd go up another flight mm. and it was like this and then another corner and mm. you couldn't see that other corner. And I remember they were just beating the hell out of me and I like, I was like, okay, I can't take this I was like, I gotta go. I gotta escape. I gotta go to my room. Mm-hmm. Like this is too much. Yeah. Like, this is a beating I've never experienced before. Right. And I just like broke free of my, my parents and I just ran and like my dad, like I don't know if he picked up his shoe or whatever. He had great aim. <laughs> no, nah, I don't picked, know what it is. <laughs> bro, he fucking threw that shit, and I, I, I literally went up the stairs. He threw it, and I turned the corner and I stopped because the slipper hit the fucking wall so hard and made a hole. And I was like, "Wow!" It was this is my head, and this is the this is the hole in the wall. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you trying to kill me? I just ran to my room and like I thought the coast the coast was clear. I remember I came my came out of my room the next like later on that day, and I just got destroyed.
1: They're like you want to run, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was that
2: was that was probably yeah, the worst. Man. I'll never forget that. Yeah, right, like how eight? old were you? Probably like
1: eight. Wow, it's
2: crazy how you remember life. Yeah. at that, that like at that it time It is kind of crazy. It's really crazy. Probably I, I lived in Nigeria. Do you ever live in Nigeria?
1: I didn't live in Nigeria. I've been in Nigeria twice, but you know, probably for like a month in total. Oh, okay. So I guess you could say I was out
2: there for a little bit. So I, I definitely to, got to see some crazy shit. Yeah, I went to second grade out there. Oh, but really? That was tough. Eye opening. Yeah. when you have a toilet when when you're in when you're in school and there's no ac all the windows are open if you say no roof no roof if you say that two plus two times two is five you get a fucking beating from your teacher um the if not bro with the ruler with the twig if yeah. you can't recite your timetables from one to twelve you get a fucking beating when you go to the bathroom they don't have toilets they have holes in the mm-hmm. ground yeah and like bro like i mean you're with elementary kids so like there's shit they're missing like yes. it's bad. fucking bro that was yeah I remember that, you that, told me that, that story was is. honestly like what if there's one thing that i thank my dad for doing was forcing me to do that because like when i came back to america not only was i advanced in school because i, I had, in second grade i learned one through six one through sixth grade like in second grade like yeah. i was already a, i was ahead yeah from third to fifth grade in america i was, I was the smartest kid ever yeah you know, I was super smart yeah but like it also made me like appreciate like life here versus home mm-hmm. ten times it's crazy but yeah man a damn ruler hijab <laughs> <your> parents man <laughs> crazy so i wanted to ask
0: you vic right in college you're doing you're doing your, your brand for the low right and then obviously you you drop out you're successful enough in the brand but like what was your first step because now i mean I, I know you personally everyone i don't know like who's watching they might not know you so you have like multiple ventures that you're in right now right. right what was the first one that you were like all right the brand's already built up enough to where i can now take this money and invest in this what was that first venture for you
1: i'm not gonna lie it all happened so fast i would say i was 100 percent all in to my brand mm-hmm. in school a little bit for like five years straight, and then like year five day one, just did like ten different things. Yeah, like I had you know obviously a whole bunch of capital saved up. I was like, okay, Turo, Yeah, that makes sense. I'm in that exotics. Okay, I'm in that uh, Airbnb. That makes sense. I'm in that like everything that made sense to me. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like I'm at home delegating or mm-hmm. doing research. I'm like, this makes sense. Where do I sign? You know what I mean? So I kind of just generated all these different streams of income almost immediately after. I do have a funny story about getting into the exotic industry though. Um, so I was at a party and I seen one of my friends. He pulled up in like a you know one of these exotic cars or whatever. I was like, oh yo, like you bought that? He was like, nah, I rented this to do that. Rent that a whole bunch of exotic cars. I was like, oh yeah, that's lit. You know how much? He was like, yeah, six hundred a day. Like, damn, it's kind of high, but you know, shit, I might as well just try it. I got six hundred. You know what yeah. I mean? Let me just try the experience. it, experience. I got addicted to renting different cars. I was in there every weekend. I'm talking about I'm spending like 15, 20 grand a month renting cars. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? And I was just like. Oh, my God. After like month four, I was like, no, I have to put a stop to this. I have to get my own exotic car. But I had spent so much money in the exotic car industry renting it. I was just like, fuck, I'm going to just get an I-8. This will keep me out of the exotic car warehouse.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Two weeks after I got the I-8, I was back for the G-Wagon.
2: Why? So pause. So going back to the first month. Or the first couple of months why did you ever think that i'm spending 15 to 20 grand why don't why i just buy one
1: it was the fact that i could do different cars every yeah, single yeah. day mm-hmm. if i want to do the ferrari one day mm-hmm. and then the lamb the next day it's different from buying and owning a Ferrari because that's what you're stuck with
3: mm-hmm. for the next
1: mm-hmm. however long until you trade it in. Mm-hmm. I was swapping out cars literally. Like, I people make that joke. Like, I change cars like I change clothes. Like, <laughs> it was like three different cars a day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do this one from twelve to two, <laughs> and then this one from three to six, and then this one I'm taking to the club <laughs> oh, or to the dinner. So, you know yeah, what I mean? So. Sick. It was just like I was paying top dollar just to swap yeah. in and out of cars, just to get different experiences, learn how to drive them all. Because this is shit that I've you know seen as a kid. I was collecting Hot Wheels. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm driving these cars. I used to play Need for Speed, Midnight Club. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. cars was like you know very important to me and my growing up. And now I was like oh, I'm in a position I can afford it. Yeah. Why not? You know, this is what I do for fun. I, I don't go out to the club, so it's just like I might as well you know use my money to do something that I think is cool. So, fast forward to how I got into the exotic industry. I bought the I8 thinking it would keep me out of you know, spending money with them. Uh, and I ended up going to get another car like two weeks later. Then I was at the um, exotic shop another time playing pool. I had my IA parked in the front. It was a weekend. A whole bunch of guys came in. And all I kept hearing was, that I8 is crazy, the I8 is crazy. Because I had it like sand black with the black wheels. It was just, like yeah. the only triple black I8 in Houston. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was just like, that's not an I8. Like, you couldn't even tell it was. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've I, seen I, it. I8s yeah. don't get a lot of respect in the yeah, really yeah. It's like, you know, bottom tier, like yeah. entry level. So mine looked like, instead of 600 a day, that's a $1,000 a day. Yeah. What is that? You know what I mean? This one dude just kept saying, no, nah, I need that I8. I need the I8. And I was playing pool inside of the, um, the little uh, lounge area. And I was just like, dude, there's no way in hell somebody's driving my car today. But I was playing pool for money, and I had just lost $200. And then the guy was like, running back? I was like, yeah, running back. And I lost $400. And then everybody started laughing. It was like, you better go rent your car out. And I was just like, damn. I'm down $400. This guy really wants my car for the weekend. And then the dude that I lost to was just like, bro, just charge him 1000 a day. I promise you'll pay it. Going price, I it's like $600, $700. I was like, bro, there's no way he's paying $1,000 yeah. for three days to borrow my car. hmm after I lost pool, swallowed yeah, like my pride. It, yeah. I walked out, I said, which one of y'all won the I-8? Like three of them raised their hand. Like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And I was just like, all right, so how long do you need it? This is my first time like ever negotiating anxiety. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I don't know yeah. why the guy let me do this myself. <laughs> but uh, he's like, I was like, how long do you need it? He was just like, man, we ain't here till Monday. And it was like Thursday night. You know what I mean? And I was just like, $1,000 a day. He pulled out, I shit you not, know, like 20 grand cash out his backpack. Jesus Christ. And he handed me three grand. It was just, like, all right, where are the keys? I didn't have no contract, no nothing. I'm raw dog in the industry like that. You know what I mean? So Damn. he gave me three grand, and the whole time I was just like, it was a lot of things going through my head. Number one, where the fuck he get this money from? Why is it in cash? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I don't have a contract. I might my car might get stolen or crashed. Yeah, Number yeah. three, how the fuck am I getting home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I used three grand of that <laughs> to rent another car to get home. Oh my And God I ended my up God. positive like two grand on the weekend because I got like the cheapest yeah. car, like a Range Rover Sport yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Monday morning. You know, the whole weekend I'm losing sleep. Monday morning I go in there, take a deep breath. You know, expecting the worst. Your car's missing. Your car's in half. Your car's in a ditch. Mm-hmm. Car's perfectly fine, sitting in the middle of the warehouse. I'm like, did the guy take it? Do I have to give you all the money back? He's like, no, nah, he just dropped it off. I'm like, damn. Oh shit! I check my pockets. I'm like, I still got the two grand. Yeah. I don't got to return it. This is yeah. not like a, a trade off. I made the money. The car's back. I made the money. He put like 300 miles on it. That's cool. Yeah. I made the money. That's when my brain clicked. I was like, I got to get on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, I was at the dealership buying cars. Bought a Range Rover, got rented out for 27 days. My first time I rented it. Made like seven grand. 27 days? 27 days. It was a weekend rental, but the guy was stuck. I guess it was like hurricane season. Uh, And uh, um, every single time his plane, like he booked his plane, got delayed. Every single day I checked in. I was like, hey, yo, can I pick up the car? He's like, got delayed. He was flying private. (laughs) Hey, yo, can I pick up the car? Delayed. 27 days later, I made eight grand on the Range Rover two hours after I bought it. Jesus. On a 27-day rental. That was my first time renting the car. And then that's when I really, really woke up, and I just went crazy. Mm -hmm. I think I bought like seven or eight cars. Two was with me. We was at the dealership every other week buying cars. That's insane. You know what I mean? So I'm grabbing him. I'm like, hey, yo, we getting another car? He's like, dude, again? Like, we just got back (laughs) from the dealership. I'm like, yep, we'll do another one. Do another one. Do another one. That's insane. Yep. And then I ended up having like eight or nine cars, and I was making like 30 grand a month off cars. Independently. What?
0: (laughs) that was just off of like the the like the exotic cars yeah just too. all exotics all so exotics. 30 racks a month just on that just right in that sector of yours. where are you keeping them
1: uh i was keeping them at the warehouses oh okay yeah and um you know like um I, I live in a building where there's so much parking space so i was able to you know park some at my at my place if they mm-hmm. didn't have you know a limit on the space and then um i left the other cars there and it was foot traffic what it's crazy it's it crazy so
2: this is what I wanted to ask this when we first started talking about when we when the podcast first started <clears throat> what's the key because I've heard you say this before I actually tuned into one of your lives when you were talking about this when buying a vehicle you want to buy all of them at once because of your credit you don't want it to show on your credit the next month yeah like so that? a
1: lot of people don't know but um the bureaus don't immediately post the purchase on your credit mm-hmm. so it's practically invisible to the banks until for like the next 30, 45 days. So if I, like I just bought this car, I literally bought the car before I came on here, I can go back to another dealership and get another G-Wagon and get approved again. And I can do that every day for the next 30 days. But 60 days later, they're gonna be like, why the fuck do you have 30 G-Wagons on your, on your name? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be negative for the rest of my life. But I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna get denied. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Damn. That, that car's not gonna hit my credit for the next 30 or 45 days. So if you do wanna start a fleet, if you do wanna get into Turo, you know, get you an economy car and get as many as you can in a week. You know what I mean? If you want to hit the ground running, go get you five cars. They're not going to know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's free game, really. You know what I mean? The credit bill is not going to report your shit for like 30 or 45 days.
2: What do you say to the person that's scared of taking on all those car, car bills or car notes? Sorry,
1: um, I can't do anything to make them feel more comfortable, but say I've never had to come out of pocket for a car note in my life. Mm-hmm. Since I started this
2: If you live in a good city
1: If you live in the right place Don't don't watch this from What yeah. you said bun Bunfuck fuck, or whatever yeah. Don't watch Bunfuck this from duty, you know? From Wisconsin And be like Vic Mom, said I'm yeah. gonna
2: be good Vic said I should, I should go buy some cars yeah. uh, You live
1: in the y'all country don't even, Y'all
0: don't even got Ubers out there <laughs> you don't know where the airport
1: is Ain't no Walmart yeah. No don't buy shit Get you some wifi first and then, then we can talk about cars
2: Invent wifi in your city yeah. <laughs> be the pioneer of wi-fi
1: and then we could talk about cars but yeah it's definitely for you know um metropolitan cities like big cities atlanta Mm -hmm. is a a really up and coming one i'm actually from atlanta so i can know how the um, the industry and climate is yeah the six damn
2: when did you move to houston
1: um march 2011 i think i was like 14 so i've been here for 10 years i literally kind of just got here i got here freshman year high
2: school What's
0: up. So. Yeah, I just left Atlanta. I was with Thug and Baby and shit. Cashing out is crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> now I wanted to ask, what do you like better though? Uh personally, Turo or Exotics? You know
1: what's funny? I got into Turo on accident. I actually never wanted to get into Turo, but um I feel like my platform is very much so infra- in- informational and I feel like people yeah. seek out, you know, inspiration. That's what I was trying to say. Um I think this girl had messaged me when I was talking about the exotics. She was just like, you got all these followers, where are we going to get these Ferraris from? And i was just like, oh shit, that's right. Y'all are trying to copy me. Yeah. And I was just like that day I went and I got a Mustang and I was like, I'll show you how to do this with regular cars too. Yeah. And I was like, y'all got Turo, same way I got exotics, y'all got Turo. I got yeah. on Turo and um I realized the impact that that was doing for people who were in that um that financial space where they mm-hmm. couldn't go yeah. buy a Lamborghini Urus on yeah. their credit. You know what I mean? So I feel like that impact was more important to me than the money that I was making in exotics. So I kind of pulled back from exotics and then I went heavy onto Turo because, you know, I walked into the office that day. I was talking to Matt for like two hours. Yeah, and, I remember You that. know, I was trying to convince him like, yo, Turo is the way, especially, you know what I mean? You don't want to go drop three, 400K on a car, get you these twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 cars, just get as many as you can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Low cost, high volume. That'll get you through it. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he actually messaged me last night. He was like, yo, like, I really appreciate you putting me on. I'm gonna really scale it up. And so getting it. messages like that mm-hmm. on a daily basis, that's more important to me, like, the impact and the value. And just knowing that I was right about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's way more important. So, yeah, definitely definitely got me into Turo a little bit more.
0: Now That's dope. That's dope. Um, speaking on your platform, I wanted to ask this. Uh, so a lot of people, like, there's a lot of like, quote unquote, like Instagram gurus, right? Obviously, right. Everyone at some point is like, they know everything. Yeah. Every stock that they invest in a hundred X, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of those people, right? right? And do you feel as if like your content is different than theirs and if you do feel that way like what what separates you from just like another i'm not calling you instagram but like i broke it down to a science bro i I
1: broke it down to a science because i think about that shit all the time i'm like what separates me from the next guy who's hopping out of a rented IA and showing yeah exactly exactly the one thing that i noticed was number one that's their only source of income or close to it because if they don't put out those ads they're gonna get evicted I have multiple source of income. I don't got to promote. I yeah, you can like get sell. off of Instagram. I, get, yeah. I can delete my Instagram and be fine. You know what I mean? Probably more fine mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel like th- these guys rely so heavily on s- closing deals and selling their courses and selling their mentorship and selling prepackaged websites and all yeah. this stuff. That's their only source of income. I have so many things that I kind of built early on to the point where it was like I ended up being a teacher on accident. Mm-hmm. It's not my first job. Yeah, I know. You what know you what mean. I mean? And then also I've heard a lot of things from these guys, like there's a lack of delivery. And um also these guys a lot of these guys don't really know what they're talking about. They watch yeah. a twenty minute YouTube video. They're like, yeah, they're, I got hundred thousand the followers. Fucking... Shit. Mm-hmm. I, I can sell I can sell all of y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like my ability to deliver, um, physically, mentally, you know, intellectually, yeah, is different from a lot of these guys. And um shit, my guys are five bucks
0: yeah i see people
1: selling courses two three thousand dollars you don't learn shit Mm. yeah or you don't even get it (laughs) you know what i mean and then you see these guys on boats and and all this stuff it's just i don't know it's a bad look it's a bad look but um yeah i don't rely on my educational content i feel Mm. like that's what makes it the most genuine
0: yeah no i agree because i um so like my dad like i I told you like my dad followed you but like he, he put me on to gerald peters and then I found out like Chris Johnson was mm-hmm. and then obviously I found out who you were. And so I feel like in that were in that realm, right. uh, who's the other people that you put me on the other day? Earn your leisure. Earn your like Earn your that, leisure. that type of like yard content is a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yours is a lot funnier than everyone else's. Like, yeah, yeah. Your shit is funny, but yeah. like it is, it's we, just we a lot more genuine. Yeah. 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 I can relate to all like Gerald Peters. <laughs> I don't really relate to him, but like his content is like you like it's just tried and true content like, right he literally breaks his shit down and he doesn't change from like his way yeah chris johnson is pretty genuine and now i don't really relate to him at all like yeah. as far as like the flexing and yeah. shit, but like his content is the same way like yeah. he, he and what i liked about him is like for me because like I, I i'm like i know about investing and i know about the shit mm-hmm. but sometimes like to really look into a play and like fucking watch a chart and shit yeah. like personally it's one it's not fun nope and i don't always have the time to do that every morning right what i like is like all right pay ten dollars get on his close friends and like he just tell you invest at this point exactly and he tells you when he's out and it's like the clear fucking cut numbers it's like yo, Mm -hmm. i respect that and your shit is pretty like open and it's just funny as fuck so it's like i feel like your content is in that same realm of like straight up seriousness and just like relatable
1: yeah i feel like the entertainment aspect definitely helps with education yeah because when it gets too serious you feel mm-hmm. like you're in school mm-hmm. yeah. and i am a you know hard advocate for like you know i dropped out mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want you to feel like i'm lecturing y'all mm-hmm. like i'm just like a lot of people you know what i mean i'm a 24 year old kid <laughs> um, i just so happened to you know find my passion early on and that ended up being successful for me mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i'm the most serious guy in the world i crack jokes just like y'all. yeah mm-hmm. but i figured out how to like really turn mm-hmm. that into like an educational thing where people like you and you know people like charlie you see it and you're laughing, but
0: you're like, that's facts, though. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of, that's facts, but damn, I can't sit through another course. Yeah. 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 100%. It's, like, easy to digest because it's, like, oh, this dude's obviously making jokes. Yeah. But, like. You feel it. It's, it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> point, I, I, the I points, understand though, the joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the delivery's Do, still yeah. there.
2: Do you think the flexing, so Chris, I've, I've been following Chris for, like, probably three or four years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember when I first started following him, he was really, like. Not that he was, I mean, I know he's, he's ex-Army, right? He's yeah. in the Army. Yeah. Um, he talked a little bit more about the Army, and I think that's when I started following him. And back then, I think I remember when he hit a million in his, his, his uh, Ameritrade account yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, back then I was just like, You're just tw- like what the fuck, twenty seventeen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, fuck, that's a that's a lot of money. Like, like fuck, this yeah. guy's. And that's when I was like, okay, this guy's the truth. Like, he's showing us play for play. Mm-hmm. He's he's being real with us. He's showing us all his plays. He, yeah. he showed us when he had his first seven figure amount, liquid, in his bank in his uh, a yeah, uh, stock yeah. account. And now it's he's still he's still showing plays. He's still guiding all his people. He has the close friends now, like Ann said. But there's a lot of flexing. I mean, it's not that. I mean, I flex. We all flex. flex. So I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying, do you think the flexing is necessary now? Because I have my own opinion. Do you think it's necessary now? Because I don't think it's a bad thing. I personally think it's necessary because it allows people, especially if you've been following him from, like, 2016, gratification. 2017 you, yeah. you for me whenever i see him flex it's like bro nigga you deserve this yeah. shit like i've seen you work your ass off yeah. since day one till now right you deserve the lambo you deserve the g you deserve the house you deserve right. everything you have right now right. because i've seen you work and even share your knowledge to help other people uh, blossom yeah I, I you deserve it do you think it's necessary now
1: um i feel like Yes and no. I mean, obviously, like you said, everybody flexes. It's kind of like in our nature, mm-hmm. you know, to show off nice things that we have. Um, you know, we're both wearing Rolexes. Like,
2: you know, it's not yeah. we, we have phones for the time. I keep going like this so people you, can see it. We have phones <laughs> for the time. You know what I
1: mean? It's just yeah. subtle things like that. You know, we both, you know, we all earn the things, the nice things that we yeah. have. Um, in Chris Johnson's case, obviously, I can't, you know, I'm not Chris Johnson, but you know, I've hung out with him a couple of times. And like you said, you know, you've seen him from ground zero, from ex-military to, I Mm got to get this shit out the mud. I got to sell some watches. I got to teach people how to trade. Exactly, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Getting everything from day zero versus like where he is now, you know, with the cars and the the cribs and all that type of stuff. Number one, that does get the right, the wrong person's attention, but brings them to the right knowledge. Mm -hmm. Number two, delayed gratification, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. This is all stuff that we know he deserves. Mm -hmm. And number three, if you have a problem with it, then you just started following him. Yeah. And it you you snitch on yourself snow on yourself. The the moment you say, Uh, I don't know, you feel like you should be posting more Lambos or more stock plays? You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, so you it kinda yeah. you kinda expose yourself. Like, okay, you just started following Chris yesterday. Yeah. Uh he hit when you he hit a big play and you're like, Oh yeah, I need to be the next big play and you see a yeah. Lambo, you're just like, It's not why it's not yeah. why I'm here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely it definitely, you know, it's controversial. A lot of people have their opinions on it. Uh me personally, I just feel like you know, identity is everything, mm-hmm. and um, what people what people view you as that's your identity. Yeah, you know, um, and it is what it is. Also, you know, it comes down to also being safe.
0: I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask because I mean, I honestly don't care if anyone flexes. Like, shit, mm-hmm. are you can afford it. Like, it's dope. Yeah, Fle- I've, I think fake flexing is corny as fuck. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, he's not. Like, I don't think it, people who fake flex like you're you're dealing with your own issues. Obviously, yeah. But like, do you feel like flexing? Because him, bro, Houston. Houston's kind of, like, not the best place in the right. world right now. Right. And LA. Oh, the yeah, LA's person. dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Houston's obviously not the best either, but, like, I watch his stories, and he's, like, at the Galleria getting iced out Yeah. in a Lambo. Like, right. this, like... It's very... It's, it's like, yo, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's Like, I don't it's, care. It's scary. Like, yeah, it is scary, like, yeah. in the sense of, like... I get scared for him, especially yeah, it,
2: following him for such a long time and being so proud and happy for him, mm-hmm. and seeing him here and He's new to Houston, yeah. So he doesn't know like if you go to the Gallo and you get iced out. There's people that will Watch follow you. Follow, they yeah. will follow you from the jewelry store to your vehicle and follow you. Follow home you to your crib, yeah, and then rob you, yeah. yeah. So I get scared for those reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So.
0: When when he, when he was posting the guns and shit, I was actually like, all right, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy the before. guns make me feel a lot yeah. better. Yeah, the guns and they me. weren't just like baby guns either. You know, like they were, they, he was serious. Awesome military, and he's champion, the right. army, nigga. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> nah, for sure, he for knows sure, how to for use sure. them. Yeah. it. Yeah, it makes you feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? Um, down to the cars I drive, down to like you know all this custom things. You know, everybody has their opinion. You Know, Charlie gets the Bravus kit. Yeah, I see that car, I know it's Charlie. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it just it just depends. Just depends. You know what I mean? So. It is what it is teach his own uh but yeah that guy that guy deserves everything
0: he has. yeah no nah, he's dope
1: and it's crazy it's crazy he's a to watch. for
2: sure it's crazy to watch Le- legend for real yeah he's a I legend. think he truly is a legend when it comes to black um entrepreneurs in that field we've never really had someone I was thinking about this the other day I was talking to my boys about this because a lot of my boys follow Chris yeah and uh one of my the, the owner of this drink oh really the owner of this brand mm-hmm. He is a huge Chris Johnson fan. Wow. I'm talking yeah. about they do hundreds of millions of dollars a year. He is a huge Chris Johnson fan. That's yeah. He's a huge Chris Johnson fan. <laughs> he's,
0: like the only, he's like the only other person that follows Chris Johnson's like close friends page. Because you know it says like who follows you? Him? It's like me, uh, Hayden, and <laughs> I think Hayden, somebody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah.
2: Huge fan. And uh, for me, it's – I forgot what I was going to say, man. No, nah, he's just a legend. We oh, yeah, about, like, impact. Yeah. yeah, I just I, just to see what he's done. I, oh yeah, in our community, especially the black black community, I feel like we have never really had. I think growing up, for me, whenever I heard stocks, I I thought it was just like something, and mm-hmm. it's it's stupid to think this, but I don't know where you're going. I don't think you're wrong. I used wrong to, think, in I used it, to think that it was only something that like like white people older white people, people. Yeah. like the
0: old white people that rich I, white guy in a suit. Bro, yeah. I can't.
2: I don't wear suits, so I can't fucking download Ameritrade. I know what you <laughs> like, mean though, yeah. I can't I can't sign up. There was. it used to
0: be a lot harder for like once I check black like, minorities even like yeah. Once I check black,
2: I'm gonna get that email that says your your account wasn't approved. <laughs> so like a like
0: hundred grand and
1: yeah. you know, call so somebody.
3: Yeah.
2: For me to see Chris do it, I'm not gonna lie. Chris was the one that he made me start my Ameritrade. Yeah. I don't know what year it was, but he made me start my my TD Ameritrade account and from there I just I realized, damn,
1: like, this is powerful.
2: I can start saving money and and, and preparing my future just like he is. Like, I can really do that. So, Mm -hmm. no, it's crazy. I think people like him, people like you, honestly, I don't know know if you know it, but there's a lot of people that are are your age, older than you, like Aunt said, like Mm -hmm. his dad. There's a lot of people that look like you or struggle with the same hardships in life and society like we do all all of us in this room do yeah. and when when you're able to post and do do the things that you do the this the, the investments the the different businesses me and Matt would have wouldn't have known about I wouldn't have known about Tiro and being an actual Tiro entrepreneur if you didn't post it if I didn't follow your page if I didn't find your page and, and see you do that shit I wouldn't have known so I think it's extremely important for the flexing, the flexing is cool and all that shit, but it's, it's extremely important for figures like you and Chris to to share as much knowledge. And honestly, you've inspired me to start posting more about that side of things because, I mean, Anaka's cool, all that shit's cool, but I feel like there's another way I can help people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the shit that I learned from you and Chris, I try my best to kind of reiterate it. I'm in the be- baby elementary stages of yeah, it but, yeah. because I'm just so focused on other things, but I try my best to, to re- reiterate that to my followers, and I feel like I've gotten such great positive feedback from Mm -hmm. my followers because they just they love it they don't they don't see fitness guys talk about this yeah they see people like y'all talk about it but they don't see fitness people talk about it so yeah yeah. it's important that y'all keep doing what y'all's doing because it's crazy
0: because seeing someone like you or seeing someone like like that you grew up around do it Mm -hmm. makes it like oh shit i can do it too right i think that that impact on people is like the best impact because it's like like you said, like you, everyone thought like stocks was just some, like some old white man shit mm-hmm. on on Wall Street that like, mm-hmm. oh, like that's dope. Oh, rich people are getting rich. Like we can't do that, yeah. and you just have to like. Well, damn, I got to hustle. I got to do this. But you are bringing light to like, now nah, we can do it too. Exactly. Like, like what? I, and the, the what I liked about Chris Johnson was like, he'll show you. He'll put sixty in a stock, like sixty k. Yeah. Or he was talking about he oh he was he was talking about an option play that he did, mm-hmm. and he was like i turned like i I forgot how much it was like let's say 5k into like 15k it was the zillow play yeah yeah yeah. it was something it was like it was yeah it was like recent but he was talking about if he let it ran all the way up yeah that one crazy yeah but he's like yo if you put 250 in like you would have made two fifty into five grand right so it's like it's not like an impossible like the percentages are still the same yeah like when he was talking about uh uh what's the crypto.com, the coin? Yeah, the crow. yeah, yeah. crow. Like, yeah, I put like three hundred into it and it I don't know what it's at now. Probably like five or like four or something. But yeah. like yeah, like that. I'm not putting in a six thousand, sixty thousand dollar bag. Yeah. But but it's like a, okay, a quick three fifty for me that's like I'm not really worried about it. Right. And it turns into like another four or five and then just keep reinvesting. It's right. like he definitely like y'all, y'all are definitely putting on for people like us in the sense of like minorities who like used to think that we can invest yeah you know what i mean and then you make a little money and then you're like all right well, let me do this true shit they're talking about yeah oh shit i made a little money here let me hey, fucking oh they're talking about airbnb and shit let me just get you know what i mean it's yeah. like and then especially like you're with your content it's funny shit so it's like it makes it so just easy to be like all right let me fucking even even if you don't want to do it, it's like all right let me fucking do this shit that yeah. vic was talking about yeah and then you do it and it's like oh damn he was right yeah so now nah, it's dope that's crazy am i you know what you know what's so crazy
1: is um i feel like for a long time i was known for like selling clothes you know what i mean it was just mm-hmm. for the low mm-hmm. left and right but then i kind of had this revelation it's like if i keep taking money out of my customers pockets this is not gonna last long i had people that was buying 10 15 20 i have people that have hundreds of my products mm-hmm. like one person with 100 products mm-hmm. and it didn't become sustainable because everybody was putting their money there and running out of money Mm. and it's like i don't want to be the guy that takes everybody's money i was like i'd rather put that on the back burner teach y'all how to make money in two row sports betting airbnb and then do whatever you want with that money if that means spend five percent of that on my next drop yeah and that's cool it'll be Mm. full circle but if it just goes straight from me Taking all your money You can't go do anything else You got 50 hoodies You can't eat tonight Yeah, You know what I mean But if you get 50 hoodies And you got 50 cars on Turo You can get 50 more hoodies No problem yeah, You facts. know what I mean So I feel like Providing that value Both ways To my to my customers Especially loyal customers You know what I mean I feel like That's more important And it's less of like A one way street Where I'm just taking Taking mm-hmm. taking It's like I'm giving 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 And if you feel the need to Shit come shop yeah. You know what I mean But if you don't Guess what I'm making money on Turo too Facts. So I feel like that you know yeah. diversifying you know my income was very
0: important yeah. and also helping the people who put me in this position for yeah sure i think gary v says some shit like that too really? like he always talks about like gives out free plays and shit mm-hmm. like not plays obviously on his level he's just like more so announcing like the next wave of yeah. like industries but like he's like yeah i, I give out all this free knowledge because shit like if i give it to you for free like what's a 12 book and then he sells you know millions million, of books and yeah. shit so yeah, I think that that idea of like giving because like or providing value to someone without like asking. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's something that I've learned like my entire life is just like providing value mm-hmm. and not expecting anything. It's always going to return back to you in some way, shape or form. Yeah, every single time. Like 100 percent.
2: Um, do you ever get stopped like in public in Houston?
0: Like people like stopping yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah, all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I kind of I kind of have like social anxiety. So like, that's why I always wear hoodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like as soon as I throw my hoodie over my head, I'm like, I'm in my own world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, sometimes people still recognize me. Like, hoodie, mask, glasses. And it's like, hey, yo, you're the guy that makes clothes. Yeah. You're the guy to be on tour, Like, I walk out the gallery. He's like, I know that ain't go Vic because they pull my car up and everybody <laughs> yeah. knows what my car looks like. I'm just like, damn. I was good until my, <laughs> my car came out of yeah. LA. But the impact and the conversations are always so dope. You know what I mean? Like, I'll hear things like... Bro, I'm not going to lie. I'm spending the money you just made me at the gallo. You know <laughs> what I mean? What like, if I hit off that yeah. sport bed, I just made two bands. We had Neiman. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just like, this is kind of crazy. Nah, it's dope. Yeah. You that's know dope. what I mean? It, it's crazy. It's crazy to watch. It's crazy to see. It's crazy to experience. But, um, you know, more profit to the people. I feel like that's really important.
0: What was the first experience, whether it have been for the low or, like, maybe when you got your first rental? Like, what was the first time where you are like, damn, like... You took a step back and you're like, oh shit, I'm really, or like maybe it was meeting a fan for the first time. Like, what was that first experience that uh, was like, oh shit, I'm actually really doing this shit for real? Um, I feel like
1: it's a first experience every single time it happens. Yeah.
0: Like, I could
1: go, like I could leave here, I can go to the mall, I can get maybe five, 10 people to approach me. Every single person that approaches me, I'm gonna feel that same feeling that I felt yeah. like the first time somebody ever approached yeah. me. Like, wait, this shit actually works. You know what I mean? Like, I have thousands of followers. I've, you know, I've made people a lot of money. But every single time somebody comes up to me, I'm just like, yo, like, this is crazy. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? It it hits me every single time. That was dope. My dad wanted to ask, uh, he was, he he sent me the Instagram live from the other day, like the Shark Tank shit. Shark Tank, yeah. And he was like, he just wanted to. You wanted me to talk about it, so mm. shout out to my dad on this one. <laughs> He's okay. listening right now. Yeah, he is, for sure. <laughs> he, he is, for sure. He was excited about this episode. Uh, yeah, what was that like? Because he sent it to me. I didn't get time to watch it. Like, what? Was that something new that you're doing or you're doing? or like?
1: Um, it was actually pretty random. Yeah. So um, Sean um, Huncho, which is his Instagram name, mm-hmm. um, and his brother, Jesse, which was the other guy um they were hitting me up uh throughout the week like hey yo we gotta you know get on live because i had my wisdom teeth surgery yeah. like last week so i do live every wednesday like mandatory and i missed it last week and everybody was texting me like yo like where you at and i'm just like bro y'all forgot like i can't yeah. talk <laughs> you know what i mean so um i came back and that was the first thing that was available they were like hey yo we doing shark tank like hop on right now and i was at the rockets game so As soon as I got home, I was late to the show. They already bought into like five people's companies. But um, as soon as I hopped on, it was just like, you know, the love, everybody's like, hey, like go Vixen. I was just like, yo, like that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then obviously the the opportunity to help random people all around the world, like fund their business. I'm talking about they're asking for high five figures, six figures for, you know, a portion of their business. I'm just like, wait, we're really in the position to say yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it really hit me to the point where I was just like, hey, yo, we got to make this a thing. We got to give people a chance to prepare numbers. You know, we had some people come up there. They were stuttering. They were nervous. Yeah. And didn't necessarily have everything together. But we had some people that came up there, and they were like, oh, you probably got kicked off Shark Tank because, you know what I mean, your mm. idea was just too damn good. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm. we had some very solid people come up there and present. I think Sean and um, Jesse probably spent about two hundred grand that night. Yeah. I got on so late to the point where, you know, yeah, I really I didn't get f- to get anything. Up, they yeah. grabbed all the good stuff. Yeah. But there was this one guy, the last dude, he was selling like solar panels of solar energy. Yeah. And I was just like, That's the future. I'll give you shit, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But their offers were just like
0: better, stuff bigger, the better, guy yeah. the
1: guy couldn't refuse. And I don't know, just competing in that space and just understanding like the power and uh, how much leverage that we have and then using it the way that we do, I don't know, it, it keeps me up at night. Yeah. Just like, yo, like we really did that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Y-
2: y'all do that every Wednesday?
1: I mean just first time we did it was last last one okay so i feel like yeah. we might we might actually make it like an episode thing where people just tune in yeah that's just every day every time my dad was like man in. he was that's like true. man
0: vic that's was great. like the not the smartest one but like you were asking like legitimately like real questions and he was like yo he obviously knew like what the fuck he was asking and what he was talking about right and like um shout out to your dad i appreciate it yeah now nah, he's he he fucks with you for sure uh he was saying that there's one part where this guy's like it was funny because I know how you talk and I yeah. know how you, he's like, bro, he comes on. He's like, bro, Vic, you're going to fuck with this, bro. Like you're going to fuck with this. Like, man, like I know you're going to fuck with it. And Vic's like, debatable. I remember that
2: oh my god Uh, and then he left like he literally left to go get it
0: and I was like yeah that's
2: debatable
1: (laughs) the whole comment section was going crazy (laughs) like I know Vic did not (laughs) say debatable like damn that's all you
2: said debatable I was just like debatable oh my god like while while he
1: was walking away (laughs) to go get the product or whatever I don't know I just feel like People, I don't know, I'm pretty hard hard to impress. I was like, oh shit, like, what do you got? You know what I mean? People pitch different shit to me all the time, whether it's IG Live Shark Tank or I'm walking in the mall or just my DM, bro. Mm -hmm. I get pitches all the time, like, hey, yo, what do you think about this? I got this coming up. I'm just like, yo, I'm not Damon John, Mark Cuban, I'm not those guys. You know, I'm Victor Madu. I'm doing my own thing. I got, you know, all these different things that I'm, you know, trying to teach people. But I can't just sit and evaluate your businesses all day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is definitely a need for that. So I feel like that's where we're going to make it yeah. a thing. But no, nah, the debatable comment was nuts. <laughs> After I so said it, I was lame. just like, damn, I said that out loud. Yeah, <laughs> You
0: were thinking that. For sure. Yeah, you I was thinking lot. it, but it, it just kind of like, it. I let it out. But yeah, I, I remember, remember when was Matt was like asking him about Turo. He's like, man, like, Like like when am I gonna have the time? Like or no? He's like yeah. That was a a funny. Bro, I forgot what he asked you. He asked you something like, man, like how do you have the time? Like you know, you're doing all these turos, and he's like, you're like, I'm here right now, right? Yeah. And he was just like, damn. Yeah. We were were all listening. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He has
1: a point. Yeah. He has a point. I try to make things simple. You know what I mean? Like um, just conceptualize things. Like if I'm here right in front of you and able to argue with you about turo for two hours, then it's definitely not taking up much of my time so that's true Just lead by example
2: damn so let's 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 hop into real estate we've been here for a while so let's hop into real real estate so you said you're so when it comes to so explain the real estate side of you
1: the real estate side of me is more so like investing consultations um i kind of have a good eye for what people like so i'll go into properties and look and be like okay this is not going to work because of this or this one you can purpose out for just events this one is more like long-term residential this area is not really good for this because these guys are just like, oh, real estate. All right, I'll just get a house. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you need got to know who you targeting, mm-hmm. where do you want to have these people at, what type of person you have here, how often is that type of person gonna, you know, rent? How much are you gonna charge? Is that gonna cover the overhead and the cleaning fees? It's just like, I'm like, you know, the devil's advocate, the second brain, the second mind, but I also invest in different projects. So if you cross or you check all the boxes that I um, provide for you, then I'm like, all right, how much is your furniture? Okay, we're looking at 15 grand. All right, here's 15 grand. I need 20% of ROI until you close this, this deal. You know what I mean? So I'm more so like invested mm-hmm. into Airbnbs and rentals, and I also teach people and do consultations.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So the Airbnb side, um, how simple or how, how easy it is or how easy or how, or how hard is it to, I guess, start your own Airbnb? Um,
1: It gets tricky. There's a lot of um, rules, regulations, stuff like that, like getting a corporate lease on an apartment or finding out that you, the apartment that you've been looking at um, doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. Different things like that, um, a lot of legal things. And um, I feel like once people get over those humps, it's simple. You can't crash a house on the freeway. That's true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? People ask me about tour all the time, yo, what happens if they crash your car? I'm like, go do Airbnb, bro. <laughs> Nobody's going to crash your crib. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll be a lot of simple. It's not going anywhere, nobody can steal it. You know, so, um, I feel like it is a safe bet. And, um, if you're just leasing, it's easy to get approved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These cars, you're financing 40, 50 grand on a car. You can't, you know, not everybody just wake up and go finance 40, 50 grand. You paying yeah. $1,800 a month, you you can pull those strings and get it in.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, one thing me and Charlie talk about a lot on here recently, and he talks about a lot, uh, nfts and like okay what is your what is your thought process on nfts and do you own any nfts
1: um so i actually created my own yeah um with my brand i did the low token and um each one was redeemable this is like when nfts are fresh yeah i remember that that was like that was a while while back back, you know what i mean and i was dabbling and i was just like i gotta make this creative i gotta give people a reason to buy this so the way i um try to make it creative and really cool was because my brand is for the low and then the original um design was the set so I made like a coin mm-hmm. And each coin was redeemable Like a slot machine For a free item So I it had unlockable And redeemable content So whenever you purchased it It sent you a discount code For 100% off For yeah. one item on my website So it was a very digital Like Chuck E. Cheese Type yeah. of vibe And I feel like The community And the hype behind You know me And my personal brand And obviously the brand Standing by itself It was able to sell In like two or three days And um, I just feel like It was just a fun project You know to kind of Introduce my, my customers To that digital yeah. space And actually you know Break the ice between Um Buying invisible mm. fucking art for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars versus buying a real Mona Lisa, you know I me mean, for a hundred thousand mm. yeah. dollars or whatever. So, um, kind of bridging the gap to get people to understand that the world is going more so digital and having them accept it. You know, what I mean, little by little. Yeah. So, watching things like Gary V and the NFT page, and you know, seeing Stephen Curry with a board board, board ape, ape. Mm-hmm. like different type of things. Like, this is how movements happen. Yeah. The person in the middle who's kind of like skeptical, they get hit from every angle. Mm-hmm. their favorite player mm-hmm. their favorite artist the guy they buy all their clothes from yeah they're just like wait like whoa what it's what, kind of like going sensory on overload too yeah such yeah. overload it's like okay now i'm at the point where i either get with it or get lost yeah you know? that's
2: what yeah. me and him have been saying since like episode one honestly you know what i mean we have a friend that thinks it's like a complete like scam <laughs> yeah. that's with everything people think crypto yeah. yeah yeah but you know <laughs> In, couple, in a couple of years or even less of that honestly when it's like, probably like um, next year uh, next year yeah when it's making people some serious cash like a lot of a lot of people serious cash yeah he'll probably go back on that statement yeah hopefully sooner
0: i'm so i'm so invested into nfts like i don't think i've ever single-handedly put 500 into one stock at one moment mm-hmm. like over time i've invested like 500 dollars into a stock but mm-hmm. i've never like purchased 500 like dollars worth of a stock at mm-hmm. one moment mm-hmm. but i did with uh with the Warren Lotus NFT, and then like I'm constantly looking into them. Mm-hmm. And me and Charlie have been talking about it for a while. We want to start in a knock one. Do you own any NFTs like currently, or are you just like, do you trade uh, them? The or? NFTs
1: that I had, I eventually sold. Yeah. Um, I'm on projects as far as like, you know, promotion and partnering up with the utilities. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you have the right people behind the project. Then that obviously drives more people to yeah. purchase and mm-hmm. you know we're doing like fucking yacht parties and different types of meetings consultations you know you have this board of entrepreneurs it's almost like you're purchasing a mentorship mm-hmm. but you get a product with it yeah you know what i mean and um i feel like everybody who has something to say about nfts never played fortnite and bought a skin yeah and you have to understand that that skin does not make you any better at the game you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. the most expensive it's alive skin i'm talking about yeah. you're flying down and people are like oh shit like that's that that's the a, new skin yeah, that just came out exactly. for halloween It's not worth anything in real life. Yeah, exactly. But an NFT is a skin that you can sell to somebody else Mm -hmm. at a higher rate than what you bought it for. So it's like a skin market versus a skin and that's it. Yeah. Now you got to buy the next one when it comes out. So I feel like it's the same concept. It's like you go to somebody's house and they got the real Mona Lisa. You're just like, what the fuck? this guy's balling yeah but then i go right. and i see future buying you know two hundred thousand dollars worth of board apes I'm just like dude futures the
0: shit yeah
1: you know what i mean like it's the same aspect but the thing the difference between futures nft and it. and your your fortnite skin futures he can sell that
2: mm-hmm. you yeah. know
1: what i mean so i feel like i feel like it's really cool um
2: And it comes with things like futures. Exactly futures board. It comes with like you said, the yacht parties, the exclusive. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that he really needs it, but yeah, the club access, the yacht parties, a bunch of probably a bunch of other cool stuff that they're gonna offer in the future. Like, it's an interesting market, man. I I didn't know. I mean, I think I did know you did that for for the low, but. I didn't know that you did that like the things that you did with it like yeah, the the utilities the utilities and stuff like that. We need to we need to talk about that. Yeah, I was going to say. Sure. We, we definitely that, do. Yeah, We'll get that going Yeah. Cuz
0: we, we have we have ideas that we want to do but we just want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. We want to roll it out all the way. We mm-hmm. don't want to just be like, "Oh, here's the NFT." And then no no what the fuck. <laughs> and then to do yeah. With it yeah. And a yeah. lot of a lot
2: of brands did that. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a and lot they still do and
0: it's just like since we're so invested into it, I'd rather just roll it out the, the right, right way, 100% the right way, and yeah. and make sure we're ready for like, okay, this person's going to buy it, and then they might sell it, and then mm-hmm. we have to, oh, like still, they still get that, you know, whatever yeah. we gave the first person. Yeah, and you just have like, to deliver. Yeah, exactly.
2: How, how, do you, how would you tell a viewer to spot a good NFT from a bad NFT? Because I think a lot of them are going to fail.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Um, I feel like right now, with the NFT space, people figured out how much money. You can make, mm-hmm. and um, the people with the money, you know, they make the decisions. they're Like, all right, we're just gonna fuck fucking roll out a big ass project. We're not necessarily sure how we're gonna deliver, but we're gonna make five mil overnight. Mm-hmm. You can smell that out when number one, the utilities don't make sense. Um, if they say they're over, if they're over promising something that doesn't necessarily make sense, like, like going you to got, space. Yeah, like you got fifty thousand people. Yeah. You gonna take on a space shuttle?
0: The offset one is a little
1: questionable.
2: No, takeoff, takeoff. Oh yeah, takeoff. Yeah, that, like, that was crazy.
1: Little, yeah, this is a little questionable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, you also get those NFTs where you understand the person behind it has enough hype to make it go.
0: That's how it was with the Warren Lotus one.
1: Yeah, so like someone like Warren Lotus, and even like Takeoff, Takeoff. If Takeoff had minted maybe a hundred, mm-hmm. Takeoff is fucking big time. Migos yeah. is big time. Mm -hmm. if all three of them promote it and then everybody they have a feature with everybody on their label and they're only doing 100 they're probably selling it for like maybe like one ethereum two ethereum Mm -hmm. it's gonna sell out literally the second it drops and then it's to the bushes for everybody else you know what i mean it's stock x yeah Mm -hmm. but if he's trying to make 10 mil and you know recover lambo money off of it you you can tell when he has a hundred thousand. he's like all right we're all gonna do xyz and you're just like "Mm, i don't know how the fuck you're gonna do that
2: you know what I mean? Jeff Bezos didn't even. That go to was space. the first thing that when when Apes in Space, I mean, if they actually pull this off, he'll be legendary. incredible. But when he, when he said that he was going to take all his NFT holders to space, no, I think it was one. I think it was, it was one. one.
0: It's like out of all of them, they're going to do like yeah, a rap, one, like, one person. One like one like person. A raffle. Oh, yeah. okay, that makes it it's a little bit more. It's it's still it's still I don't know. Man, I don't taking know
2: the, a random civilian to space is
0: pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, truly know if anyone's going to space, but. Yeah, they probably just wait until you forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I hundred percent. It's one of those things. Happen. One of those. It things. didn't even. It, like the the project didn't even like fully mint. It yeah. might have as of today, but like I don't think it, within the first three days it didn't fully mint. Yeah, that's another like that's another thing. Like I'll join these like discords, discords and I'll start like, okay, let me see before I buy it, mm-hmm. and then it it like it doesn't fully mint and the hype immediately dies. Out. It's so the community. There's
2: so many of them. There's so many of them that like. They're hype on Instagram. A lot of them, mm-hmm. which are fake followers, a lot of fake yeah. bots, mm-hmm. even fake Discord users. Everything's too. fake. Yeah. And then when it launches, you're just like, okay, like only twenty five out of Bro, seven thousand yeah. have minted. This is this is a scam. It's and bullshit. then it immediately dies, and
0: like everyone just, you kind of got fucked. Yeah. you you immediately lose your money, maybe four hundred dollars. But like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. The one that another one I like I really liked, but they kind of moved a little scammy. Not I don't want to say scammy, but a little questionable. Did you see the Meta one?
2: i think i did so
0: this dude i I think i did mason
2: mason mason yeah they
0: look they look really nice Mm -hmm. and it was just like a birkin but like a a virtual birkin Mm -hmm. right and he did crazy designs on it Mm -hmm. and he had a hundred i think the original mint was gonna be like a hundred and then so you know how they whitelist and so Mm -hmm. like so if you're in the discord you're gonna like there's gonna be a people that can be Mm whitelisted 100 whitelists or whatever and then you start seeing all these influencers push it. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, all let's them do 10,000. No, he didn't even do that. He's like, all of them got whitelisted. But he just gave them all out to the influencers. So then he just h- hyped up the next one. He's like, oh, next drop, we're 100. Yeah. yeah. So just, and, just like, and then I think his mods like in the Discord were like, he promised them that he they were going to get whitelisted for like whatever, how much Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, never mind. And he just gave them all to influencers to push. And then mm-hmm. like. The next one he's probably just going to mint at a high price because now the hype's up
1: yeah he bag chased on yeah it.
0: that that's what i didn't like i mean the project it could still be what it is but like the backtrace, like that type of like if, if you're going to say something and you saw him
1: like, see the money more than he saw the value in his discord community 100 percent. so then yeah. if you're
0: switching up your community on the first or for second the, for drop, the money bro come on and you think can, about it like obviously this, the project's not going to be if, well
2: if all these all these celebrities hold these meta birkins what are the chances that he puts let's say he hosts like an event for his NFT holders in the future? What are the fucking chances he puts future and all these celebrities in the same room to yeah. hang out? That's not going to happen. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. You would be surprised. You may
1: you make, you make yeah. 100 mil off the NFT, you could yeah, pay everybody true. 500k true. True. to pull up. True. Yeah, that is true. That's walk-through. true. Walk-through that's fees true. are cheap. That's yeah. true. You're right. And then yeah. they hang out, they network, they, you know, yeah. do social media like They'll pull up. Yeah, yeah, because right. the
0: board. Up. I think the board ape one. Like, they're, I feel like they're actually gonna do it. all the people who own the board apes. Like, uh, who is it? Khaled now, Post mm-hmm. Malone, Future, mm-hmm. and like they're doing hella parties little and things. Just about one. Yeah, dude, they're doing parties and they're doing y'all parties in Miami. Like, they're owning a club in Miami. Like. Fuck it, like you might not even have to pay him, like mm. they might just do it because I mean they already paid the 200k. Mm-hmm. Like they, you can't fake them paying the 200k. It's on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you did pay 200k, like why wouldn't Khaled go to a club with uh, Future? Yeah. You know, like fuck mm-hmm. it. We gotta and other people like a fashion break.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh shit.
0: <laughs> did you watch the Trav interview? Damn. Yeah. I feel like you don't have time to do I was going to say, man.
1: <laughs> I feel like all can't of this, talk about any current events, eh? All of this shit kind of happened around a time where I was more so, like, fucking sh- shelled yeah, in with, yeah. like, a whole bunch of shit. Like, I would see snippets all the time. I would just be like, bro, like, I don't care about this. Yeah, like this. You know what I mean? It's controversial. Like, the whole Drake and Ye and the Travis shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've had enough of this, you know? <laughs> to catch up a bench. I was going to say, yeah.
0: man, you got, you, got, you got to watch the the Trav interview and then you got to watch Drake and E's performance. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trav
2: interview. Gonna... Shout out Trav. Yeah, yeah shout out Trav. Get the shoes on. Uh, Trav for sure. Uh, um, the Trav interview is kind of hard to watch, especially being a fan. Yeah. Um, it's Obviously, sad. if as a fan, you as a true fan, you feel bad for him. But at the same time, it's, I mean, it's nothing compared to the, the lives that were lost, obviously. Right. But yeah, it's, it's tough. I'm, and the funny thing <laughs> is, is, I don't know. It's, it's weird because I've been a fan of Travis for such a long time that I've never, ever seen him uh, sp- speak, like, that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that he went on Charlemagne or talked to Charlemagne on pretty much national television or national the national internet
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I guess spilled out all his emotions. For me, that was, okay, yeah, he's, he's genuinely sorry. He feels bad. But I mean That's a that's a conversation For another day <laughs> Yeah Yeah he was sad for sure It was tough to watch sad as fuck I've never seen You never see It's like watching LeBron be great all the time And then you see him In this one moment Where he's just like Completely opposite
1: Yeah, yeah. Just horrible Yeah, yeah it was so, tough It was tough to watch I'd definitely check it out The Drake and Inye shit Was dope I heard it was like a versus, and Drake was uh, and Drake oh, was getting washed. He
0: fucking, it wasn't a versus, though, but like I heard it was like you know people yeah. you know they
1: put them against each other.
0: and <laughs>
2: Kanye, Kanye set him up. Bro, Kanye
0: because <laughs> like I'm gonna shit on you. <laughs> Kanye comes out, he's like they come out, he's like let's let's start from the beginning. Plays Jesus walks and then he goes through classics, and then Drake finally comes out. He's pl- God's playing plan and shit. Yeah, CLB like but it made me realize if there ever was a versus Kanye was right. Like he, he can only play he can only verse himself. Like there's literally not a single artist that you can put against Kanye. Nope. Like there's not. Nope. Like even if like Drake should have played like classics, but even mm-hmm. his classics, like they're not They're not super they're not Kanye level. Yeah, they're not Kanye <laughs> classic.
2: They're not moving a crowd. Nah. Like if you play Tuscan Leather, like a, a few people will fuck with it, but it'll be like, yo, why yeah, are you this is alright. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> if you play D and D and shit, like it it would be dope as a Drake fan, but what I watched last night, it just solidified. Like, I mean, you know I think Kanye's the GOAT, but it was just like, yeah, don't even, don't even dare to compare Drake to him. Yeah. But it was a dope moment, for sure. Like, it was, it was really dope to see. I really wish I went. Me, Lex, and Crank almost went. But then Lex was like, oh, I'm going to be in Italy. So I was like, fuck, it's not even worth it. Yeah. But man, I really, I really wish it would I would have been so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely crazy. Luckily, I've seen Kanye live, so I'm not too mad about it, but seeing them both live together. That's nuts. Week. But now we were talking about it in the restroom
2: separate stalls but of yeah yeah
0: now we were like right next to each other you know like the the urinals with no stalls just like talking yeah and shit. Who, who are you talking about <laughs> we were like yo man that was so like, topic. <laughs> we're like peeing right next to each other and we bring up vic you know so it was a great it was a great moment nah um all right <laughs> now nah, we wanted to see i wanted to see so, like, most of these people are like, like, most of our viewers currently are younger. Right. Um, and kind of like going back to the question of everyone's an entrepreneur, like, what, what would be your immediate, like, if you had to make, like, a quick plan for, say, a kid who's 20 years old, maybe still in school. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't want to be a full-on, full entrepreneur, like, but they want to make a little bit extra money. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have money saved up or they're currently working a job so they can make one play. Not not too crazy. Maybe invest fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. What do you think? If you can make a, a plan of action right here, right now, what would you recommend?
1: A uh, Plan of action, my safe go to because I've been asked this question millions of times mm-hmm. so via my DM. You know, fourteen, fifteen year olds. What can I do yeah. to make money? And yeah. like, yo, you got internet. You can drop ship legally. Um, you start your website. You figure out um products what people want. You spend so much time on social media. Uh, you kind of get an understanding. It's like almost like you're doing a case study. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like the younger generation is always going to digest things at a different rate. You know what I mean? I feel like we're all like kind of past that. Like we're like talking, we're seeing these TikTok dancers. Like how the fuck? You know, I mean? yeah. we're just Dougie, and you know what I mean. Like it's mm-hmm. different now. Like they're more advanced. So anybody who's younger, I feel like they're more mentally stimulated to solve problems and understand trends and understand like okay, um, I can start selling this because a lot of my friends have this, and then you know start from there. I feel mm-hmm. like, especially you know when you're younger, you necessarily don't have a lot of capital to start, yeah. especially if your parents aren't backing you in that in that sense um so drop shipping is probably like the safest route um because you're not spending any money um you you have a product you source it you list it and um you only you only spend money when you make money so I feel like that's probably the safest route to like you know obviously dip your toe in entrepreneurship and then if that works you know you're using um short form videos you're using TikToks you're using Instagram reels you're going viral and you're getting sales that works then you convert into something that you know Probably be a little more substantial for your, for your platform. Um, so that requires a little less, you know, kind of like back end logistics, mm-hmm. um, more passive income, you know, you get into stocks, um, stock money, you get dividends, you start saving for long term, And then while you're doing that, your dropshipping store is still going. You know what I mean? So now you got two streams of income yeah. and then you work your job in the, you know, overnight or whenever you get off work, get out of school. So that's three streams of income right there. And I feel like you can just scale it out depending on what you like, what you discover. And, um, just go from there. Honestly, you can go get into Turo Airbnb by your 21st birthday. I actually had one of my mentees. Um, he was 20, but you have to be 21 to list cars on Turo. And um, I knew he was 20, but he kept sending me a message of like him standing next to a car that he just bought. And the whole time I'm like, this guy's 20 years old. I wasn't surprised that he was buying so many cars because you know I told him the credit hack. I was like, dude, you're 20. Like You're, you're fucked. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to make money on this. Yeah. Then he said, My birthday's in two weeks. I wanted to have every single car and drop them all on tour on my birthday. Yeah. That's, that's when funny. I was just like, Oh, yeah. He's people real. hear me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this shit's working. You know what I mean? So when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, Yo, you can start at any age as long as you're prepared. You know what I mean? So yeah. I respect I respect the guys. It's a hustle. Yeah. Anybody can do it.
2: Yeah. That's what a what, great fucking plan. Yeah. That was, that was, that was. Another viral moment. Yeah,
0: that's literally like, bro, he gave you a fucking plan. Like, at this point, (laughs) if you made it to this part in the pod and you you were looking for anything, he just literally gave you step one to step five. Free gems, free
2: gems. So for before we close this one out, I have two questions. Okay. One first question is um, for those who are watching, because I remember when I first asked you, what do you do? Cause you asked me what I did and I, I mean, we were standing where we, what I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> <It> was, You're <laughs> like, like this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, I do a lot of things. And I was just like, shit. I didn't even, I didn't even want to ask like the next <laughs> question. Cause I was like, man, you know what? Like maybe it's just not the time for that. Yeah. And we were about to play basketball. I think, yeah. mm-hmm. but for the viewers that are watching now, if you could give like a quick summary of like who you are and, and what you do, um right now shit. everything you're involved in or i mean if you can try and remember i don't know everything
1: involved. i'm involved yeah. in yeah. <laughs> i feel like i got involved with shit that forgot about it that i get checks i'm like oh shit i yeah. didn't invest in this truck to transport cars throughout yeah. five years ago you know what i mean so um first thing i, I chronologically i feel like is the best um i started my clothing brand um i was able to scale that to seven figures multiple seven figures and um i use that capital to get into exotic car rentals uh, Turo, I became the vice president of Trade with Paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a stock group with over 3,000 paid members who are constantly turning a profit. Um, I think the stock group, we I think we've made over $20 million as a whole. Jesus. And, um, you know, there's up days, there's down days, but, you know, as a uh, group, we have a yeah. pretty solid impact. Um, I'm a consultant. I do mentorship. I sell guides, obviously, like Ant. Um, I was talking to Ant earlier about that. Um, I'm into Airbnb. I invest in a lot of different projects. I guess I'll also say I'm a venture capitalist. Um, So, you know, all that money I have saved up for my brand. I'm looking for opportunities, you know, to help other people. Mm -hmm. Also philanthropists, I've had scholarships under my name for my school district, just different things like that. Um, Just always looking to provide value and create an impact, you know, at the same time being a serial entrepreneur and uh, trying to stay as sharp as possible on a daily basis. I feel like um, I'm passionate about what I do right now and there's never going to be an end to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I love cars, there's too many cars to collect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll never get bored really. People always ask me, like, uh, what's next? I'm like, shit, another car. Mm-hmm. What's next? Another house. It's a lot of things, you know, a lot of goals to accomplish, a lot of people to impact. So, I feel like I guess I would say, serial entrepreneur.
2: Damn, that was a great answer. Yeah, thank because you. that answer answered my next question. So, no I, have no, I have no more questions. <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> out. He's out for the count. Man. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm
0: before out. before we close out, um, obviously, it's the end of the year what do you have not what do you have planned but what is like your what are your goals for next year like do you are you the type of person who set goals or do you just catch a vibe and and just knock out things as they they arise
1: um it's probably gonna sound funny i'm like the laziest person you'll ever meet yeah um but i use that to my advantage um i don't like to set goals and plan Mm -hmm. i kind of just let things happen naturally because i feel like that's gonna produce the best results when it's natural. Mm-hmm. If I tell myself, oh, I gotta do 10 million next year, I'd be like, all so right, like all right, come on, yeah. let's go do it. But, you know, do half of that, but have a shitload of fun, impact a whole bunch of people. Be like, it was a good year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next year, we just vibe some more. You know what I mean? Um, I did set a goal. I was like, I'm gonna travel every single month this year. And I did it for the first 10 months, but then the last two months, you know, I'm kind of like, it all burnt right. out? Not even burnt out, just kind of getting old. Um, What's next? You know what I mean? Like traveling is cool. Because before, yeah. before this year, I didn't really travel much. Once I got to October, I was just like, cool experience.
0: Yeah, you traveled enough. Yeah, you know yeah. what
1: I mean? I, I was fulfilled in that aspect. And I, I didn't I didn't hold it against myself. I didn't travel November, yeah. December. I was like, oh, fuck, I, I got go to go back to my drawing board. Yeah. I was just like, it's a
0: vibe. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a vibe, you know what I mean? Tomorrow, I might want to do something else. You might see me on Instagram promoting some new shit yeah. tomorrow. And um, I feel like that's 100% okay if it's not in the plan. Because if it's not in the plan, then there's a reason why it happened.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was Bash gonna you. ask if you are going anywhere crazy uh, this to year.
1: Psh, Tokyo shit, or something? Uh, I'm not a fan of like long flights. Yeah, man. I got yeah, bad me knees. Me too. I got high anxiety. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three hours max. That's yeah. my radius. Bro,
2: I'm in a position right now where my girl wants to go to like Spain and shit. Yeah, I'm and in the same position. Bro, I just. I'm crazy. I'm like. I want to do it so bad, man, because like my girl, she's been begging for this for a while, and I'm, 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 I have really bad anxiety. Like yeah. been, it, it kicks in overdrive when I'm on a plane, yeah, for more than three hours. Same, and I just start panicking. Mm-hmm. I, like, I can't get on a plane without Xanax. Like, oh, no, way. Like, yeah, I can't.
1: I think I need to try that.
2: <laughs> nah, please, if you're listening, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, I was gonna say we don't recommend it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. So I mean, I'm in the same boat taking a i mean taking a plane for more than 3 hours is tough man like yeah. just it's it's going to take a lot it's going to be a a huge accomplishment if i can get to spain
0: Dude, Drake took a half a Zan. He was out for thirteen
2: hours, man. I mean, a lot of people. Now that I'm hearing this, it makes me feel more comfortable because a lot of people yeah. struggle with the same thing, like just being on a plane for that long. In is, the air,
0: yeah, it's kind of questionable, yeah, especially just, over the water. Bro, oh yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, you start thinking about your chances all of survival at that point are pretty low. I'm not
1: gonna lie, you hit the ground, it's zero. Yeah. When you hit the water, yeah. you fuck around and you know land the whole right like Buddy did in the in the river. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah. we're in the middle of the ocean. We're surrounded that's, that's, by all type yeah, of random animals. Say, and that's shit. where the survival rate goes low. <laughs> yeah can't swim then you're fucked yeah you can't swim a thousand miles you're definitely fucked yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah shit gets crazy but you know traveling i feel like in due time you know as you you know go from three hours to four yeah. four to five yep. Mm, yep. five to drugs yeah exactly. <laughs> five to drugs yo honestly as you just up the dosage, <laughs> you're just, like taking two three yeah, from yeah, a yeah. quarter to three <laughs> yeah to three fifths and then you're just taking the whole thing to get to to get to Dubai. yeah that's what made me
2: think about and it made me think i I used my dad was like one thing that i I got to do growing up a lot was traveling Mm -hmm. dubai all these spain uk all that shit nigeria of course Mm -hmm. um i always wonder like how was i able to do it back then yeah but now as a 29 year old i can't even i'm scared i'm terrified you weren't
1: thinking about that shit when you were eight years old you're just like we're on a plane i'm now it's like (laughs) terrified Yeah, we're on a plane. (laughs) For eight hours, (laughs) nine hours, 15
2: hours total flight time. Like, there's no, like, I just, it's hard for me to do it now. It's so hard. And it's, for me, it's like, I'm fine watching those places on TV, on YouTube, and just traveling to Mexico and California and U.S. Yeah. And Miami and and Texas, like. I can vibe over here, but the, <laughs> yeah. across the ocean to fucking Dubai and shit as mm-hmm. a 29-year-old, I just, it's hard for me to see it. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard for me to see What's it.
0: the shortest, like, international, like, New York to UK, right? I think so. Like, six hours, six, seven yeah. hours. That's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, why, I mean, couldn't you just go from, like, fly Dubai to New York, that, Dubai go to UK, that and then go to UK to Europe? Or how far is, like, UK from Europe? Or isn't it, it's, like, very close to It's, like, right above right? it, Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, close. you could do that if you wanted to bust down like.
2: Yeah, you could. Flights. You could break it up, but yeah. I mean, even seven hours for me nowadays is. Yeah. That's nice tough. skipping
0: and stopping. Like if I'm that, going
2: that, somewhere, that it has process to be nonstop.
1: is that process is pretty annoying. Has to be nonstop. Yeah.
2: No more legs. I'm gonna try it though. I'm gonna try my best to do it. Good luck. Just gotta talk yourself into. You gotta talk yourself out of it. You're. You're right. It's your mind. Mm. It's literally all in your head. Because I mean, nine times. I mean, ten times out of ten, you're gonna be fine. It's mm. just. The the thought of being stuck in a plane for me is what triggers my anxiety. It triggers it hardcore.
1: Well, the way I think about it is the odds of you, you know, dying in a plane crash is smaller than winning the mega million lottery. And how many times you won the lottery? Never. Okay. So you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to go to the gas station and get some scratch-offs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone. Everyone just go do some scratch-offs.
0: <laughs> Nah, man. It's been good talking to y'all. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, A lot of people like the business talk. So hopefully they have a lot to learn from this episode. I mean, you gave a lot of keys, a lot of gems. So I'll try. We have to pick
2: which. uh, What
0: was the most viral moment?
2: Yeah, we have to pick the most viral moment to put on our our page. Because now we're doing reels and our posts. Yeah, so like two different moments from this podcast to yeah framing that real uh video yeah. uh portrait or whatever
0: yeah definitely follow the instagram because like we're getting 10s 10k views but like we don't have 10k followers on instagram yeah, so all right yeah anaka power radio follow yeah, go
1: Vic. go get them anaka power radio me go Vic.
0: go underscore Vic.
1: go underscore Vic with two c's yeah there we go so, so. you type in go it'll pop up. <laughs> not the sneakers app but, you know Yes
2: sir Yeah man. Well it's been good Having you brother Thank you so much uh, go, in, go and enjoy that G You're going to the Rockets game too right Yeah Enjoy the G Enjoy the Rockets game I wish You sound sad I know <laughs> I know Trust me. I was about to say You have a G wagon too bro <laughs> I'm not going to The Rockets game though yeah,
1: I feel you I feel you I feel you but, Like I said it's pre- I really do appreciate nah, Having me up here man We'll have We're to run sure, this back man 100% It's Ooh. been
2: good man We out In Occupy Radio yes, Episode sir. 6 Conclusion Let's get it